Just when you thought you were getting into your routine, the Saints don't play until Monday. Kind of screws everything up, doesn't it? I mean, you were like, you got your Sunday game at noon last week. This week, you got to wait through all of these other 13, 14, 15 games. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We're still going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Saints-Panthers. We're going to have a whole bunch of NFL Week 2 talk, which is what we're going to do on Fridays with Larry Holder. Here on Datitude, coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are just super thrilled that we're going to have lower humidity this weekend. It's going to feel like September, kind of. It's still going to be 92 degrees. And I couldn't wait to start this show and talk about the weather. Oh, boy. Yep, 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 yep. Talking about the weather, getting pumped up. Because all that 100-degree crap is gone. I ain't jinxing nothing. It ain't coming back until next year. I don't give a damn. Woo! That's how we're starting the show. That is exactly how we're starting the show. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer for The Advocate, The Times, McCune, and bet.nola.com. And this, boys and girls, is Datitude, episode number 166 for a Friday September the 15th, 2023. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. You never know what I'm going to start off a show with. You know, here, here's another little tidbit that has nothing to do with sports. With the song that we're going out with today, it has been stuck in my head for like two weeks. I'll give you a little hint. It's in a commercial. And then Larry and I talk about, sort of, kind of, indirectly talk about it during our interview, Larry Holder of The Athletic, by the way, is coming on, as he does every Friday. I mean, this is only the second Friday in a row, third Friday overall that he's coming on the show. But as he does every Friday, Larry Holder of The Athletic is coming on to talk not only Saints-Panthers preview, which is about half the show, the other half is NFL Week 2, some of the games we each think are interesting and are uh, looking forward to, and then maybe making some picks, who knows. We kind of like half-ass the picks. Um, I give you my unofficial Saints pick. He gives you his official Saints pick. And the reason why I say I give you my unofficial pick is because I have until Monday to change it. We're going to have a show Monday, a live show, and a regular podcast. Obviously, you're listening wherever you get your podcast. Um, but Fletcher Mackle is going to come on, and we are going to spend the entire show previewing Saints-Panthers, maybe a nugget or two about... LSU, Mississippi State, or Tulane, and they're game with Southern Miss, but don't count on it. Maybe. Who knows? Noah and Fletcher will talk about the Pelicans for a minute because he can't help himself, but uh, I'm going on his show Sunday. He's coming on mine Monday. Uh, anyway, back to the song. See my ADHD by the end of the week? It is really kicking in. I want you to come along the, with me. Come along that ride. My song of the day has been stuck in my head. I can't get it out of my head. 
It is driving me nuts. It's a great song, but it is driving me nuts. I cannot get it out of my head. So you know what? I'm going to stick it in your head too. And don't say, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to listen to that. Oh, and in fact, you know what? I give you permission. We're at the 417 mark of this podcast. I give you permission to go check it out. Go slide your finger to the end. Check out what it is so it can be stuck in your head. I think it's the entire podcast. And then come back at to the 430 mark right now. Do it. Go ahead. All right, you back? That's pretty cool. And now it's stuck in your head, isn't it? No, I'm not going to, and I'm not going to tip it off for the people who didn't go slide their finger forward. You're going to have to slide your finger forward or wait until Larry and I are done. Those are your two options because I'm not tipping it off right here. Not going to make it that easy on you. Don't be lazy. All right, get to sports. Five minutes in, he's just getting into sports. Yep. Big weekend. Duh. Doesn't it feel like we're like actually into a football routine now? I kind of talk about this with Larry. You know, the first week is weird. And I, I said this, I think, on another podcast earlier this week. But, you know, I spent last week doing, still working on previews um, and trying to do all my regular week one stuff at the same time. And I was going bat bleep crazy because um, I don't think I got any sleep. And my aura ring uh, was telling me that I really need to get sleep. I didn't do, apparently I didn't do well last night either because I only got three hours and 46 minutes of sleep. But hey, such is the life. When you're writing about football and it's football season, how many times do I need to say this? You, you go to sleep in August, you wake up and it's January. That's the truth, man. Tonight I'm doing week three, Shaw versus Rummel on Varsity Sports Now, play-by-play with my pal Jim Rapier and my director Todd Whittington in the fight for the megaphone on the West Bank. If you don't have VSN, it's great. You should get it. Um, LSU, Mississippi State. LSU is a nine-and-a-half-point favorites, according to our friends at Caesars Sportsbook, which is the official odds partner of bet.nola.com. And Tulane is a 13-point favorite over Southern Miss. So both teams should win fairly easily, but do we think they will? No way. One of them is going to have a tough time. I'm not sure which, but I would be surprised if both of them win easily. I would not be surprised if one of them just straight up and lost and screwed up the whole weekend. Um, I don't know, unless you're like old school and you're like old school LSU fan who hates Tulane and old school Tulane fan who hates LSU. I mean, maybe they have some of those out there. I mean, I grew up purple and gold, so like when I was growing up, I hated Tulane. But that's not the case anymore. And not just because I have so many friends who like Tulane. I, I think they're fun to watch. I don't know. Maybe because they don't play each other anymore. I don't know. But I root for Tulane now. It's good for everybody. And part of it is that stadium is awesome. I mean, if you haven't been to Yulman Stadium, you need to go. I mean, Yulman Stadium is perfect for Tulane. It should have been that. They should have built that years ago. When they tore down the old Tulane Stadium that had like 80,000-some-odd seats, which is crazy to think of, and that the Saints started playing there and the Sugar Bowl was played there. I mean, that, that's crazy, crazy talk. But this, Tulane should have been playing. They should have had Yulman Stadium like when I was a kid. Maybe I would have been a Tulane fan back then. I don't know. Probably not, but maybe. Anyway, one of those teams is going to uh, really put a damper on our week, and I just have a bad feeling. 
hope I'm wrong. Uh, not as good a week of college football this week as it was last week. Uh, everybody's talking about Coach Prime. And if you missed it, uh, Thursday show, episode 165, Uncle Big Nick and I. Uh, it's funny because Uncle Big Nick, one of his best bets was Colorado State plus 22, I think, at the time. It's now 24. But then the Colorado State coach, and I don't even remember his name, went off and spouted off about, I don't know, let's just, let's just uh, you know, piss off Coach Prime and his peeps. I mean, Colorado's going to wipe the floor with them now, I think. I mean, I'm not willing to make that a best bet or anything, but I might go put a couple bucks on it. I'm telling you right now. If you piss off Coach Prime, it's probably not a good idea. Um, you won't see Oregon when they play. I think Oregon's next week or the week after, and then USC's right after that. You won't see anyone from Oregon saying stupid crap about Colorado. I'm promising you it won't happen because they're not dumb. There's a reason why they're always ranked. So Oregon or USC... One of those teams will probably beat Coach Prime. And if they don't, if Colorado goes through and beats Oregon and USC, oh, my God, you're never – oh, it'll be all we hear about. There'll be more talk about Colorado than there'll be about the NFL. So, anyway, we'll get to that when time comes. I think the NFL week two, there are some very interesting games. Again, we, get, we talk about it with Larry coming up. Looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to Sunday – since I was in the Dome last week, I didn't get my full week one experience of staying home, watching the Red Zone channel and the ticket and watching my fantasy football team stink it up. Um, you know, it is what it is. Ah, I joke. I've won the last two years in a row. Doesn't look good this year, though. It's not starting off very good. But I am going to enjoy Sunday sitting down and uh, watching the Red Zone channel on one TV. And uh, maybe having my iPad on whatever the other game of the day is. We'll see how it goes. How do you spend your Sunday on an NFL season? Feel free. Text me. Not text me. Email. I'm not giving you my phone number. You can email me at jdarryattheadvocate.com if you have anything good to say. Maybe we'll put it on the air here. All right, time to get to Larry. I've done enough ADHDN. It is, uh, I, I, have, I swear, I, didn't, I am not on any medications whatsoever, that's just Jim Derry. That is what I'm like on Friday morning sometimes when it has been a long week, and this has been a long week, and it's not over. Again, I'm going to uh, do Fletcher's show. I got uh, Shaw Rumble tonight. I got tomorrow my nephew's playing in his first game for Delgado fall baseball. Um, they're playing, I don't even know the, the teams they're playing, but they're playing at LSU, and he's fired up, and he should be. So uh, my, my head's all over the place. I'm scatterbrained. Thank you for staying this long. Let's see if it gets better with Larry Holder. What is going on this morning? How are you? And uh, it, it's finally football routine time. That week one is over with. We're into week two, and I, I actually feel semi-normal again. Yeah, I'm definitely in the, in the routine. Uh, I, I'm with you here. And, uh, look, it's, uh, it was a, I'd say a little bit of a wacky week one. Um, especially sure. just uh, look, in some of the things I do at the athletic, uh, I chart what's going on with the quarterbacks using some traditional and then some advanced metrics. And it was one of the worst week one quarterback outings in recent memory uh, in terms of uh, 
EPA per drop back and passer rating. And so I'm expecting a bounce back. We already saw a bounce back in week two uh, with Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. But I will say one of the positive notes that we can certainly dive into uh, was Derek Carr in that sense. So that is, uh, he was the exception to the rule. He was one of the ones who, despite the pressure flying around him, new offense, I know the points didn't look plentiful, but he played very well. Uh, And I feel like that's something that game one, start one, for him to get a win and really kind of get his feet under him, I thought that was a big plus against a really tough defensive front with Tennessee. We will definitely talk about Derek Carr this morning. We will talk about the Saints at the Panthers. The good thing is they don't play till Monday, so we actually have another datitude before uh, before the game on Monday morning. Fletcher Mackle will be with me. Uh, we'll be talking about strictly nothing but the Saints today. We're going to talk about the Saints, and we're going to talk about the Week Two in the NFL. A little bit of both. Uh, you see on the bottom right hand uh, of the screen, I put the LSU and Tulane lines up just so. We're not completely ignoring them. I'm not trying to ignore them, but they're on the screen. Also, if you want to leave your comment or question over the course of the next half hour or so, Larry and I will be talking. Be glad to show it on the screen, just like Chris did. Who dad? He's excited about the Saints, and, you know, he should be. Larry, one of the things that you just said I thought was interesting, and people don't know this because I don't have their stats on the screen, but as bad as Ryan Tannehill was last week, to, to prove your point, Ryan Tannehill, the Passing game for the Titans, I think, was somewhere like 17th last week in the well, NFL. His quarterback rating was terrible. Uh, well, right. And but I mean, goes, overall yards-wise. Right. Well, that goes when you throw three picks, uh, that your quarterback rating is going to go in the tank. But still, look, I, and when you look at that, and I think that's something that uh, might get ignored, like, uh, look, the fact that the Saints were able to pressure him Right, uh, led to some missed throws. Like there were some opening, like that flea flicker, like that was open. Like that should have been a touchdown. And I feel like the fact that the Saints were able to pressure him, get him a little jittery, and it's not like he's been the most efficient quarterback the last maybe two years, uh, because when he first went to Tennessee, I mean he was he was excellent, and then he's right. he's tailed off the last few years. So uh, you know I think that's something that especially uh, when you look at just quarterback play in general around the league. Like Tua was the exception. Uh, you know, Derek Carr, like Jordan Love, like someone that the Saints are going to face soon. I mean, he was the exception to kind of the the rule. Justin that Herbert in a loss. Yeah, yeah, Justin Herbert. Look, Matt Stafford threw for a lot of yards. Um, you know, Brock Purdy played pretty well. But a lot of the big names did not. And one of the names that, uh, look, the Saints are going to be facing uh, come Monday night, Bryce Young, uh, like his quarterback rating was in the 40s, and he threw for one touchdown, but he did not look like he was super effective against a defense that is improved with Atlanta, but not as good as the Saints defense. So I think that's going to be super promising uh, for the Saints uh, come Monday night in Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, and you talk about Derek Carr. I actually have the stat book right next to me, so I'll just call it up. But, uh, you know, he had a pass rating of 96.1, 23 of 33 for 305 yards. Um, with the touchdown and interception. He doesn't have that interception. He's obviously well into the hundreds. Uh, what did you see from Derek Carr, obviously, that you like? We'll get into the next. I got, I got some complaints because I, I started with the negative in my podcast on Monday in the offensive line. So we're going to start with the positive today. And, the, and clearly, Derek Carr 
himself was a positive with the way he threw the football. Well, I think he rebounded from that interception. Everybody knew it was a boneheaded throw. He admitted it. He He's did. not a dummy. Like, he gets it. And rebounded and played very well in the second half. I like that he uh, grew some big-time rapport with Chris Olave. Uh, that, well, look, he didn't absorb a sack in the second half. Like, all the sacks right. came in the first half. So Second uh, quarter. They, all in the second quarter. Right. So, they were able to remedy that. And obviously hitting Rashid Shaheed, uh, trusted him a couple times uh, with the touchdown. And then, of course, the, the big uh, play on third down deep to really cinch the game. Uh, I think that's that's exactly what you're hoping for. And I know it's kind of been a little bit of a viral video. I know going around Saints Twitter, some of the things he said on the sideline, it gets you fired up. I mean, that's, that's a plus. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that's something that you've been wanting to see for a couple years. And now you're seeing that, and uh, it, it's – is it perfect? No, but I think you saw even just a progression from we from first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, it got more comfortable. And I think that's something that uh, – like, it's never going to be too big, I feel like, for Derek Carr. Uh, right. You know, if they can play this way, I want to see the run game improve. I mean, that could take some heat off of his back too. I mean, that the fact that the run game was absent – uh, that was uh, that. That's a problem. So I think that's yeah. got to improve. And and you're playing another pretty pretty stout defense, even though they got some pieces missing, uh, like J.C. Horn. So I think that's going to open things up in the pass game. But still, I do think though that uh, Carolina brings a formidable defense. Jamal Williams just uh, 18 carries for 45 yards. 11 of uh, those yards came on that last run where he was able to secure the first down. Obviously, that was a big run. But to have, uh, you know, you take that 11 away and you got 17 for 34, even with my limited shot math, I know that is two yards per carry. So uh, that, that is not very good. They've good got job. to improve on that. Rate of pride. Yeah. See how good I did. Rate of pride, Sean Rumble tonight. I'll be broadcasting. Oh, they tonight? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, I digress. I am doing play-by-play for Shaw Rumble tonight at Shaw. So Megaphone has been at Rumble on Severn. Jay Ross said it's been there so long he forgot where it was. Um, <laughs> He's probably not lying. So probably not, probably not. But anyway, uh, back to the NFL and the Saints. But I think uh, I am, uh, you know, you got to be pleased with where Derek Carr was this week. The Saints getting Kendra Miller back, I think it looks like he'll be back. That that abs actually should help too, the running game. But, you know, you that defensive front for Tennessee is just stone cold solid. Yeah, I think people didn't realize it or just kind of forgot about that. I mean, look, Jeffrey Simmons is a Pro Bowl caliber player. Uh, Danico Autry is very good. Uh, like they are, that's one of the tougher teams to actually run the football against. And so, right. uh, you know, I'm curious to see uh, if the if the Saints are able to kind of win the line of scrimmage a little bit more against uh, Carolina. I feel like they've got a solid front, uh, maybe not as stout as Tennessee's, but I feel like they still have a pretty solid front. I mean, you, you look at. Uh, Brian Burns, I mean, he's more of a pass rush oh, guy. But, yes, but, he is. Uh, yeah, but look, they know who, they know one of the defensive tackles pretty well. That's Shy Tuttle. Uh, you know, you're curious to see if you can run on him. And, uh, you know, but like Justin Houston, he's more of a pass rusher. Uh, Derek Brown, people remember him from his Auburn days. So, you know, I, I think this is, this is an co- opportunity for the Saints to be able to run it a little bit better. They're probably stronger against – uh, say, uh, in the pass rush aspect, maybe then in the run defense. So maybe the Saints can actually take advantage of that. Uh, we're we're going to get to Brian Burns in a little bit because he's going up against uh, the guy I thought played maybe the worst game of the weekend 
at left tackle last week. But again, I don't want to start with the negative. I want to talk about the positive. Another positive, and you see on the screen, I mean, I was surprised when I saw these rankings. And again, week one rankings don't mean a whole lot, but they're better than showing last year's rankings. I was surprised the Saints were basically average because I thought the defense played very well, Larry, especially the defensive front. I thought the defensive tackles played well. Of course, uh, Carl Granderson I thought was 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 outstanding. And then Marshawn Lattimore looked like an all-pro. And you figured that from him. And let's – Tannehill could have thrown more, more interceptions. I mean, that's like – that. the fact we're seeing takeaways uh, is huge. I mean, that to me yeah. was – no matter what the, what the stats are, you could have been yardage, this, that, and the other. Uh, if you could take away the football, uh, that's – and look, the fact that they gave all those takeaways and the Saints couldn't turn them into touchdowns, I mean, that's probably if, – if they lost, we probably would be harping on that a lot more. For sure. Uh, For so sure. The, the fact that they won, I mean, that's kind of been underplayed. So when, when you look at it in that sense, uh, didn't give up a ton of yards, obviously didn't give up too many points, took the ball away a ton, and you're seeing pass pressure. Like, you, you have all the ingredients – of what you want to see. I don't look that it might be tough to replicate that every single week, but it shows you that they're capable of being good. Like we figured that we've been talking about that probably you, me in different spots all off season. Uh, but that is something that uh, you expected to happen and has happened. And that's something that uh, needs to continue to happen as this offense really kind of uh, gets, it gets a feel for uh, all the pieces and one another. Jim Derry here with Larry Holder, as we will be all all season long here on Friday morning at 10 a.m. on the Datitude Podcast. I think what I, one thing I find interesting is if you just look at these stats from right now, again, week one stats don't mean a whole bunch, but you look at what Atlanta was able to do against Carolina, Larry, and B. John Robinson, obviously, I mean, they're – Alvin Kamara suspended, so there's really not a Bijan Robinson on the Saints roster. But the fact they were able to run like they did, Desmond Ritter was awful. I mean, you talk about doing quarterback ratings. Uh, he couldn't find Drake London, Drake London with a map, and was overthrowing Kyle Pitts, and he ended up, I think, he three for forty or something along those lines. But so, if Derek Carr can play like he played last week, and the offensive line, the left side of the offensive line, can be just a little better, I think the Saints are in great shape. Yeah, you mentioned uh, well, Desmond Ritter. I mean, it shows you that cor- uh, that passer rating can be uh, pretty deceiving uh, because his passer rating was uh, pretty high, but uh, it, it's that wasn't. He must really not have turned the ball over. Right. Well, he yeah, he was he was efficient, and you know it was uh, yeah it, it it was definitely something that uh, I, I wouldn't put a lot of faith in. Yeah, You're, they're going to lean on their run game, and I, I think that. The, the Saints probably saw that roadmap, uh, probably want to be able to uh, replicate that. Uh, I'll be curious yeah. to see if they do. I mean, you mentioned that Kendra Miller, maybe he, you know, if he's going to be back and somewhat healthy. I mean, that, how much does that help? I'm, I know people were wondering where's Taysom Hill, where's Taysom Hill. I mean, I feel like that that is going to be um, something that people are going to be asking about all season long. Yeah, but Larry, uh, if you talk about Taysom Hill, I mean, if you look at just last year, I mean, last year he'd basically be a no-show, and then the next game he'd have 120 yards rushing slash receiving and two touchdowns. You just don't know what game it's going to be, and that's kind of how the Saints want it. 
Oh, that, I mean, that's there's no doubt that that's uh, the way that they, they want it. But you know, people are going to be looking at it in of terms of I'm playing them at tight end. I want them to be fantasy <laughs> right. the other. I mean, that's right. you know that that's that's where it's going to all come to play uh, with some of that stuff. But still, uh, it, it's. Uh, they need well, to unless be, you have it, Pete Carmichael's cell number and can text him, and he's going to actually willing to text you back and find out when takes him. I mean, just from a fantasy football perspective, we don't talk about a whole lot of fantasy football on the show, but from a fantasy football perspective, you just can't use Taysom Hill ever because you have no I, I have no idea. You have no idea. The only one that has any idea that Taysom Hill is going to be a big part of the offense going into the week is probably Taysom Hill, Pete Carmichael, and maybe Dennis Allen. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of times the game is going to dictate what happens there. Um, and so, you, you know, it, it's uh, – I wouldn't assume he's going to be a big part every week. I mean, that that's just kind of – what it is, it. Uh, yeah, and and I, I maybe I look like I'm I'm being uh, I'm trying to uh, multitask to uh, help out. You keep bringing up, you keep bringing up Trevor Penning, and yeah, uh, yeah it, I know we've been talking about look pass pressure, uh, you know, run blocking, this, that, and the other. Does he have a grade? Because I didn't look at anything. I'm just going by what my eye test told. Now me. I don't there... do we. I don't. I don't necessarily go and, and use like Pro Football Focus's grades per se. Like I, okay. I, I look at a lot of pass pressure percentages. Like how many, you know, how many pressure per like pre, their pressure yeah. rates. And I right now going into week two at left tackle. Uh, Trevor Penning has the worst pass pressure rate at left tackle in the There's NFL. No surprise. There's zero surprise. And I literally had no idea that that was actually the case uh, going into today. Uh, I mean, I figured it was the case because I watched him every play. I mean, at some point, you can't take your eyes off him. He's so bad. He's like, you know, Derek Carr's laying on the ground, and Trevor Penning's there standing there like, uh, sorry. I mean, but at least they know, made the adjustment to like throw an extra tight end over there and help him. Like, <laughs> but you can't keep doing that though. You can't no, do that for seventeen can't. games. You have, at, at, and that's why I was saying Monday. I mean, look, I'm not saying you should just yank him. I mean, maybe he just had a bad game. Maybe he wasn't prepared. May, whatever the case may be, so you can give him a semi pass. But to be the worst in the league at anything means you need to be replaced. If you're the worst in the league at your position, I don't care. You need to be replaced. So. With that being said, I would say Monk. No, no. So what I'm saying is if they go into this week and he has another first half, if he has a first half like he had the other day where he he allowed three of those four sacks were his fault. Okay, they were completely his fault, three of the four. So I think you got to move Hurst over to left tackle and put Pete in and left guard, assuming Pete is fully healthy, which I don't think any of us are completely sure that that's the case. But if that is... You got a $54 million man sitting on your damn bench. I mean, you got to make some kind of move. I get it. Trevor Penning's the first round pick, but you got to make some kind of move. You can't sit there and watch that. Uh, yeah. And uh, they know that. I mean, that, uh, but it's going to look, you here's the thing. Well, you, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, it, if you're, here's the thing, like you might have to scheme around it. I mean, I, if, if not, so I think that's something that you don't want to have to do. Uh, you draft him in the first round. You hope he's, He's the guy, and so, uh, but but like when you say looking at who he was going up against last week, Arden Key did Arden some of the King. damage. He's an improving player, but he's not 
like a Pro Bowl every no, every week he's guy. Not. Brian Burns is. Exactly. Uh, he's waiting for a huge contract. Uh, he's not going to get Nick Bosa money, but he's going to get big-time money. So he he is one of the young, up-and-coming, Pro Bowl-type, long-term pass rushers in the league yeah. that the Saints are going to have to contend with. And I'll be curious to see uh, if he's learned anything from week one to week two. Brian Burns is eating monster steaks with dripping Heinz 57 all over it, licking his chops waiting to get at Trevor Penning. So we... I mean, we thought last week, if Saints fans thought, and I'm not trying to be negative, I'm just telling you the way that it is. I mean, if you thought last week was bad, if he play, if Trevor Penning plays like that, he's going to get destroyed, and so is Derek Carr. So when I go into trying to predict this game, and Monday I'll have my official, official prediction. I had to put it in my NFL picks. If you want to know, I picked the Panthers to win because of Trevor Penning. Literally, Ooh. I picked him because of Trevor Penning. But We'll have my official, official prediction on Monday. Maybe I'll change my mind if I think the Saints are getting healthier. But I, I just don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's just that, that is the, the second most important position to me on the field. Well, maybe you put Foster Murrow over there, and he could be like the left-left Maybe. Tackle. That might be what maybe. you do. <laughs> but, uh, then yeah, you got 10 on 11, in my opinion, if you do that. Well, the Panthers are down J.C. Horn, so you might as well call okay. it ten on. You know, hey, so so let, let's let's reverse that here. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm the, trying not to be Derry down on this Friday because I hear the 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 lower humidity is coming. The Saints are one and zero. Chance to be two and zero for the first time. By the way, we never mentioned this for the first time. If they win, it'd be the first time they were two and zero since 2013. It's hard to believe they haven't been two and zero in ten years, a full decade. That so is hard to believe. Sean Payton talk. Yeah, I had to go back and find that one. That is, they were actually started five and zero that year. So, but anyway, I mean, they, they got work to do. That's because of Rob Ryan, man. Remember those days? Good times. Oh God, he still has a tab open at Miss May's, probably that he never paid. We had some fun uh, black and gold today's back in uh, when <laughs> Rob Ryan was the defensive coordinator. Very in true. fact, uh, when he got fired and during that bye week, uh, I think you could still find it on YouTube. I had a nice somber uh, goodbye to Rob Ryan. That was fun, fun times. I mean, yeah, I, I, I ripped him. That, I remember being in that Saints locker room after that game, and everybody knew it was over. Like, all of the uh, yeah. players, everybody knew. It was like bye week. And that it was, was bye bye week is what I called it. I called yeah, it bye bye week. I'll never forget uh, the play where I was like, they definitely quit on Rob Ryan. It's where uh, some, some uh, ball carrier was running toward the end zone, Brandon Browner doesn't even try. All he does is takes a cheap shot on like a a, a Washington receiver as the yeah. guys just like flying by him. I said, "This is way over, way <laughs> way over for Rob Brandon Browner. Browner." The Brandon Browner is the in he might jail. Be the, by the way, well, well, he's not the only Saint that former Saint uh, defensive back that's in jail, but uh, Brandon Browner might be the worst. Saint. I mean, people talk about Sean Knight, maybe Russell Erksleben. I mean, there's lots of candidates, but Brandon Browner might be the worst Saint ever. I mean, we're going back in the time machine, but he really might be. Anyway, I called that bye-bye week. It wasn't bye week. It was the bye-bye week, but I had a, I had a little fun with that. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about that anymore. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL in just a minute, but I want to get your thoughts on the, the number one or number two keys. What do you think of the keys? And give me a prediction for this week. Uh, look, 
I'll ignore the. I'm not ignoring it, but I'll stay away from penning and that one. I mean, that that's that's okay. me, obvious key. Uh, I think it is once again making the quarterback uncomfortable. Bryce Young didn't look super comfortable last week. I know this is their home opener, but it's not like he's used to playing in Bank of America Stadium. Right. The Saints defense is better in terms of pass rush uh, and effectiveness and have better players in the secondary. You know, So I think making Bryce Young feel uncomfortable, I think they could certainly do that. And look, I think really... I know the Saints used a lot of Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed had some home runs, uh, but continuing to keep Michael Thomas involved, you know, absolutely. I, I think that is something that opens things up for those other two young guys, and I think that helped. You know, they went to Thomas early, and I think it opened things up for Olave and Rashid uh, Shaheed late. So I think those are keys. I, I'll give you another one. I mean, the Saints need to run the football better. I mean, there's no question about that. No question. Uh, so I think that's a big key. And so, yeah, it, it, look, and I'll give you my prediction. Uh, I've made it public already on The Athletic. And I am uh, – I didn't give a score just because we pick – That's okay. You we pick straight up. Want to. Uh, I picked the Saints to win. So I picked the Saints to go 2-0. and And I, I think that uh, the Saints can – look, I don't think Miles Sanders and they're running the football that well – either at Carolina. So uh, uh, the Saints kind of improved in that aspect. I think they can build upon that uh, against a more inferior back than, say, uh, uh, Derrick Henry. So, look, I think the Saints can go up there, pick up the win, and be 2-0. Normally, this is where I would give my prediction. And actually, we're going to probably save our Saints predictions for the end of the show. Um, But since I'm not given one and we are moving on to the NFL, this is a good time to get. One thing I do think that's positive, Larry, is if you look as bad as the Saints were, they were 28th against the run last week, but the Panthers were 27th against the run, and we talked about it. Again, there's no B. John Robinson here, but the Saints were fifth uh, with their passing. The Panthers were third against the pass, but, and that's in part because, again, Desmond Ritter was terrible. I mean, I think he is terrible, which is why I can't get on the Falcons train. People were getting on the Falcons train that they might win the division or at least be second. I really think the Panthers and when all is said and done, is gonna are gonna be the second team, but we'll see. What about uh, Baker, man? They're one and zero. Let's go, Baker Mayfield time. One and zero. Does anyone think that's for real? Well, let's move. Oh, that's a good segue. He's more for sure. real than Desmond Ritter. That's that could be. That actually <laughs> could be yeah. one of my picks of the week. And we're gonna talk about some of these games that that stand out to you. Um, but one of my picks of the week is actually. I love Chicago plus two and a half over Tampa Bay because I think Tampa Bay is, we'll see the team that we thought we were going to see this week. And Chicago, I think, is improved. I don't think they're great. I think they're at least average. Justin Fields is fun to watch. Um, and I think they'll have more success than they had this week. So one of my picks of the week. What uh, what a, what couple games are you really looking at this week? What, what are the two that, maybe two that stand out? You don't have to make a pick yet or anything, but the two that you can't wait to watch. Well, I've already made picks, so I can make them. Uh, so that's okay. Uh, I, I picked Tampa. Uh, I just don't think that uh, – I look, la- last week was more of the same for Justin Fields. The guy was pressured 54% of the time, uh, and when he's pressured, it seems like he tries to make too much. Like, he, he loses yards, and it's more of the same. Like, it's Justin Fields just not being able to uh, run the offense because the Bears don't have enough – to protect him around him. I thought, you know, look, I know it's only week one. I think the Packers defense is better than what people were giving them credit Absolutely. for. 
especially they're going to get even better the more that uh, Rashawn Gary gets on the field and becomes that premier pass rusher again. Uh, but still, I'm, I didn't like what I saw. And I think Tampa Bay's defense is okay. Like, so I think that, uh, and they, you know, so I, I think that uh, I'm going Tampa. But some of the games I'm going to be looking at, uh, look, I'll just go kind of early window. Uh, look, you Chiefs can take more than two, by the way. Yeah, just tell me what you like. Yeah, Chiefs Jags. I think that's a that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, you know, is Chris Jones ready to play? I mean, how healthy is Travis Kelsey? Uh, is Jacksonville even better? Uh, look, offensively, with Calvin Ridley in mix there. Uh, I'll tell you, I picked Jacksonville to win straight up. So I'm picking really? the Chiefs to go 0-2. Uh, essentially. You're cray-cray. You're cray-cray. Uh, look, it's at Jacksonville. The Jack, the, dude, Jacksonville hung with them tough in the playoffs last year. Like I'm, uh, I could be cray-cray, whatever. That's fine. Uh, but I, that's a game I'm looking forward to. Look, okay. I think uh, um, I, I'm curious just because – I'm always looking at at Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase to see how the Bengals rebound against the Ravens. That's one of my picks of the week. The Ravens are actually one of my picks of the week. I'm going Bengals. Uh, oh, we're, I, I we're, we're we're button heads all over the place this week. We are. Yeah. Look, I, when I, I'm curious to see how that run game comes uh, back to fruition. J.K. Dobbins is gone. Uh, they're a little banged up in the secondary for the Ravens. Uh, and Mark Andrews is banged up, and I just can't see the Bengals at home laying an egg. So I'm going. Uh, I'm picking the Bengals uh, straight up. So that's yeah. So the two early our windows. Enti- that's what I'm our at. entire bet.noah.com staff, besides me, loves Cincinnati this week. I, I tell you, and, and solid reasoning. You gave me solid reasoning. What is not solid reasoning, and <laughs> what I hate is, well, they have to be better this week. That is not solid reasoning. No, that's not solid no, reasoning. You can never no. say they have. <laughs> they were terrible this week. They have. No one ever has to be better ever. So that that's not a good reason. So don't get. At least you gave me real reasons why you think Cincinnati is is gonna is gonna do better this week. Um, I I like that. And I tell you what, there's an interesting game that no one's gonna watch on this list. Um, I think Indianapolis Houston is kind of interesting. Because I want to see, I thought Anthony Richardson was, and, and look, I've been bashing him since they drafted him. I, th- I thought that was an awful early pick. But he was actually better. He wasn't great, but he was better in week one than I thought he would be in week one. So I'm interested to see how he goes up against this D'Amico Ryan's uh, defense. And this line, I think the Sharps are all over Houston like I was. I, I picked Houston as well uh, earlier in the week. But Houston was plus one earlier in the week. Now Indianapolis is plus one. So I'll tell, that I'll tell you the aspect with yeah with Anthony Richardson that uh, look his his first start in the NFL uh, I think he was like sixty six percent completion percentage sixty four sixty four percent last it week. it was way better Surprising. than way better than it's been in college so the fact yeah. he started off that way uh, against uh, you know a, a viable opponent. Like the Jags. Oh, now that you're picking this week to to beat the defending Super Bowl. Obviously, I've got some faith in the Jags. So the fact that he was able to complete a bunch of passes uh, against them uh, without much of a running game, like uh-huh. like I, I'm I'm feeling like I'm I'm a little bit more impressed with him than maybe I gave him credit for coming out. Also, you know, you got the whole Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud story. I actually think that game is interesting. I know it's between two teams that are probably going to end the season with somewhere between six wins or less, 
but I still think it's an interesting game. And, and again, because of the quarterback thing, I think there's going to be some decent defense being played. Now, what, a game that I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense being played that you didn't mention, Seattle and Detroit, it was 48-45 last year. I'm not saying it's going to be 48-45 again, but I think there could be a ton of points scored in that game. Geno Smith did not have a good week one. Jared Goff did have a good week one. Um, again, he didn't have Chris Jones in his face. But I think this game is going to be fun. A lot of offensive weapons on the field in that game, especially yeah, wide receiver. I, I'm, I'm picking Detroit, and so much so where – There you uh, go. I'm picking Seattle. So. <laughs> well, I'm picking them heads up, like Detroit heads up. Like I'm not go, you know, I'm just giving my pick, but still. I'll pick Seattle heads up as well. Yeah, I just 30. feel like uh, – I just feel like – Geno Smith, he's a roller coaster ride. Like he could be great and then he could just be woo. But I, I just do not trust Seattle's defense. I like Tariq Woolen on that defense, and that's about it. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner can still play, but like I, I like two of the eleven guys on their defense. So that's Bobby that, Wagner's like your age. Jeez, uh, if he's if he uh, <laughs> 43. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, let's get, that's almost like DeMario Davis old, right? Uh, look, the aging. I, I want to look like, playing well. Yeah. I want to look like you when I'm 43. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is turning out to be just like Pixie does Friday. All right, we're going to move on to the late window um, of the four games that are in the late window. Uh, which one are you looking at the, the most? Which one's the most intriguing to you? I would say it would have been Jets, Cowboys, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, I would say you have no faith in Zach Wilson whatsoever. I've got very little faith in him. Not none, so, but very little, very little. Like this right, needs so, to be like a Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook show defense. And the Cowboys, uh, their yeah. defense played awesome. But uh, poor Daniel Jones. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, crazy stat: Daniel Jones uh, was the most pressured quarterback. Uh, he, he uh, his pressure rate against him was like sixty six point seven percent last week. That's the fifth Ooh. worst uh, of any single quarterback performance. Uh, I think it's in the last ten years. Like it's like a it's like eleven thousand wow. something quarterback performances, and it was like the fifth worst ever. So he was like wow. getting beat up everywhere. But I'm not intrigued with that game. I'd say 49ers Rams. I want to see uh, look like the Rams. Played well last week. I, I, I want to see if they can, if they're anywhere near. I just want to see if Pokey Loa, whatever his name is, is really that good at receiving. <laughs> I know that's not really his name, but that's what I'm going to call him. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I, there's some intrigue with Commanders Broncos. I mean, I, look. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're all going to. John Payton, would he start 0-2? Payton, right, exactly. Uh, and I did not. I'm taking Denver because uh, I just don't. So on. I don't trust Washington. I mean, they won last week, but I still don't trust them. So I, I figure uh, they could scratch out a they could scratch out a close win uh, against them. I, so, yeah, I agree with you. And but to me, that is, I like both of those games you talked about. The interest, the most interesting line from a betting perspective is the fact that the Arizona Giants the line, the spread at the start of the week was Giants minus five and a half, and people woke up and realized. What the hell are the Giants doing giving five and a half points to anyone on the road? And that line has since dropped. And I'm kicking myself because I picked the Cardinals when it was five and a half as one of my best bets. And I didn't go bet it. I usually go bet earlier in the week. Um, It goes to show. By the way, anyone out there that is getting into betting, don't wait till Sunday morning to go make your bets. Find what you like on Tuesday or Wednesday or wait till my picks column comes out on Wednesday. Four and one last week in our best bets. Um, you need to bet it on Tuesday or Wednesday. 
because they change drastically. And then, oh, crap, I didn't get the number I wanted. There's a reason you didn't get the number you wanted because the people who know what they do and they've already made their bets. So, anyway, that game is interesting from that perspective. The night games, um, it, look, if I were living in a vacuum, didn't care about the Saints one or the other. The three night games this weekend, uh, I think Miami, New England, I know everybody's all over the Tua train, and I, I understand why he passed for like 1,000 yards last week against the, the Chargers, but Bill Belichick knows how to, to play these trendy kind of quarterbacks. And even though Miami, in the grand scheme of things, against Belichick has had relative success compared to most teams, I like New England this week, and I think it's a lower-scoring game. I probably like the under more than I like New England themselves, but I don't think – I think Tua's going to throw for like 220. I picked the Dolphins, and I, that's the pick I'm probably going to kick myself because I'm with you in that. Uh, look, Mac Jones actually played pretty well last week he did. against uh, the Eagles, which is a good deal. Little Bill O'Brien love. Right, and I, look, I think that uh, Miami's defense isn't great. So, and you could uh, maybe slow down too. I think that's certainly viable. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. the one game on that of all the picks is maybe the one I might regret like going with Miami straight up uh, because of what you said. Like, they almost beat the Eagles. Well, I mean, they, they came back and made it a close game. But, like right. like I said, Mac Jones, I think that offense can get better. And, of course, uh, I think the defense uh, could maybe slow down a little bit what Miami brings. So, I think that's, uh, uh, like I said, I'm picking the Dolphins, but that one I might be kicking myself. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be interesting one way or the other. And to me, uh, the – the two most interesting games for me on this entire board, that is one of them. I think that is uh, one of the top two most interesting games of the week. The other one for me, I want to see what Jordan Love can do. And uh, we're going to wrap the show pretty soon. But you talked about him a little while ago and, and passes. Most of the quarterbacks didn't have a great week. Jordan Love did. I'm not surprised at all. I, I picked Green Bay to win that division for a reason because I think Jordan Love is getting overlooked. I think that LaFleur is getting overlooked. I think he's going to be... Do a nail that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I mean, of course, you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're, you're not going to be a better overall team. But to have that distraction gone, I think, is going to help that team. And there's still a ton of talent on Green Bay. Now, they may be without Christian Watson again this week and maybe without Aaron Jones, which even hurts even more. But I, I think Green Bay, and especially now that the line is kind of swapped, they're getting a point and a half. I really like the Packers this week. Man, we're all over the map. I'm taking the Falcons. <laughs> I, because I, I think that uh, I need to see more to believe it from Jordan Love. I'm curious to see Aaron Jones' health. He was a huge factor last week for them. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. If, he, if he's banged up, that's a problem. If Christian Watson, no AJ Dillon Love, huh? Uh, no, no. I, I feel like he he was like so two years ago. <laughs> and I just think that uh, uh, look, if uh, if Atlanta can run the football like they have been. Uh, their defense is a little bit better. Like Jordan Love, I, like, I, I don't think the Bears are that good. Atlanta's a little better. It's at in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think Atlanta's better at all. Well, I think Atlanta is a little bit better. Well, you know. I know. That's why I have you on this show, so we can disagree <laughs> about things. I mean, we I pretty much disagree. But I think Atlanta's a little better. I mean, we agreed for most of the stuff we talked about in the first half show when we talked about Saints-Panthers. But, I mean, since we've gone to the NFL, and you're the NFL writer, so – you're the NFL writer. I'm the NFL betting writer, so I don't know. 
One of us has got to be right. I'm, maybe we're half right and half wrong. Yeah, I don't look at the odds when I make my picks. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, this is how I feel. I mean, obviously the odds are there. That's when all I look pick. at. Uh, but I'm not like, I'm not doing spreads and all that. So I'm just looking yeah. at like the the things I've seen, the data I've read, everything I've, I've researched in the off season and coming in now and seeing what's what. And so, uh, and like when you're catching a team, I mean, that matters too. So that, you, like, here's the thing. Be- if, if Aaron Jones was healthy and if Christian Watson was healthy, I'm going Green Bay, but I don't know if they're healthy. And well, Christian Watson went healthy last week and Romeo Dobbs looked like a stud. But the Bears, I yeah, think, Luke are not that good. I don't think the Bears are that good. I think Atlanta is better than I think the Atlanta's Bears. defense is better than the Bears' defense, but right. I'm not sure that that overall that the Falcons are that much better. Again, because I think Justin Fields is way better. Maybe not way better of a passer, but just an overall quarterback. I mean, if you give me Justin Fields or Desmond Ritter, I'm going to take one legged Justin Fields over Desmond Ritter. No offense. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure none taken. I'm sure he's not watching my show, so none taken. Exactly. No no offense, Uh, but yeah, I'd rather some guy running around on on a pogo stick or something. I don't don't know. Although Stephon Diggs got got pissed off at some Bills reporter because he got caught on a hot mic or something. It was actually the team employed reporter. Oh well, that's worse. That's not good. Yikes. Anyway, our 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 friend JJ says hi. By the way, why hello? Uh, Good times. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Larry, it has been fun. Um, again, you know, we were we were pretty much on point when we were talking about the Saints Panthers. I think we both agree. Uh, in the we didn't make the same pick, and again, my pick's not official, but I think we agree on how we're getting to the end. I I, I, would, I think both of us would be surprised if if it's a blowout either way, right? I mean, we never talked. Oh about yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I would definitely be surprised if it was. Uh, just because I don't think that uh, like like the Saints, I like the Saints' offense is improving, uh, but I still think Carolina's defense can still be uh, formidable um, given uh, look, look some of the Saints' deficiencies, and also I just don't think that Carolina can put up a punch a bunch of points, uh, even if they're like completely healthy. Like I'm worried about, I'm wondering about DJ Shark. Like you know, yeah. the top two receivers, yeah, DJ Shark iffy. and Adam Thielen, and none of them have played a game all together at once. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like that that's up in the air, and I think Bryce Young is still not comfortable yet. So I feel like uh, I, I feel like the Saints' offense can maybe outwit a little bit the, the Panthers' defense, and I feel like the Saints' defense uh, can certainly slow down Carolina's offense. So I feel like the Saints have on both both sides of the ball. Twofold why I, why I picked the Panthers, and I'm probably going to stick with the pick. I'm just going to tell you. Number one is start with Henning. Number two is you can't find anyone around here that that even gives the Panthers a chance to win. That's never good. And I'm talking about media, fans, everyone. I mean, they just no one even gives the Saints a chance to lose this game. And whenever that happens, you go into a game like that, it goes bad. It just history tells you that it goes bad. All right, before we go off, JJ says. He's living in Dallas, and it's unbearable right now. The Cowboys' defense is the next 85 Bears. They're a lock to win the Super Bowl after one game. I will tell you this, and I'm sure, I never asked him, but I'm sure Larry disagrees with me on this. Dallas, before the season, and I'm not going to change now, my Super Bowl picks, Dallas and Buffalo. It's a rematch of, I don't know, what is that, Super Bowl 26 or something like that? 27. Oh, man. 
And Dak, you trust. Uh, Must be. Thurman Thomas and uh, is going to go up against Troy Aikman. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, the, they have the old commercial of Dan Marino coming back to, and Emmett I'll, Smith. I'll, here's the thing. I feel like the Cowboys might have a better shot than your other team to actually make the Super Bowl. Yeah, Buffalo didn't look too good last week. And I just my, feel my, like it's my, a tougher road. Like, like I said, look, I'm picking Jacksonville to beat the Chiefs. Like, like yeah. why would I? Like the fact that I'm I, they're a viable contender. Uh, like that, I think that's uh, I shows you that the AFC is deep. Like the, an NFC, like a fluke NFC team. I'm not saying the Cowboys are super fluky, but like that yeah. could happen. Uh, like it's uh, the route to the Super Bowl is much easier. I don't, I don't get Cowboys, the love for Jacksonville. Saints, something like that than in the AFC. I just don't get the love for Jacksonville. You're not the I mean, there's a ton of people love Jacksonville. Just don't think they're that good. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that good. I've done enough of the research and looked to where I I know you have. I, could, I know I'm you like, have. You all right, definitely... I can see it. And then and, and they're seemingly showing it. So no, like no, no. this every, could be every... make or break this week for me. Well, I mean, most good gamblers, I guess, or betters or whatever you want to call them. I mean, they don't like normally teams that everyone else likes. So there you go. That's part of it. Anyway, a lot of fun, Larry. We'll do it again next Friday. Thank you, my friend. Uh, stay dry on the tennis courts. It's supposed to be rain. I, I uh, am not playing this weekend. Thank God. I'm, okay. I'm, like, I'm off the tour for now. Uh, what about week- pickleball? Do you play pickleball? I haven't. I assume I could pick up a paddle and be really good really quickly, but I have not played it. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'll get out. I I've can never still played move it. on the full court, so maybe that's part of it. And I definitely can't, so maybe <laughs> I'll go out and have a have a chance to at least not embarrass myself playing pickleball. I don't know. I'd like I to could, I could like pop the ball around with you, make you feel good about yourself. All right. All right. That's all I want. At my age, all I want to do is feel good about myself because sometimes <laughs> living in a house full of females, I, I, I honestly don't feel good about myself all the time. But that's what that's what it is. Next week, you can make me feel good about myself. I see you next Friday, Larry Holder. I will be here. And curious to see how our uh, how our differing picks go. This ought to be fun. Me too, because it will come up. <laughs> Win or lose, we'll bring it up on Pixie Dust Friday. Okay, I hope you thought that was fun. Sorry for the abrupt cutoff there, but I don't always think about, um, you know, making sure I have a pause so it transitions well. Anyway, but we are, we are going to have fun with Larry just like we did back in the day. Black and Gold today. Um, you can find him on YouTube. I used to. Larry is great. I mean, the one thing I love about Larry is, and we're both kind of self-deprecating. We can take a joke. Um, we can knock each other down a little bit, and it's okay. And that's what I love about Larry, because there are so many people that can't take that. And that's if you can't take that, you're not going to be a regular on this show. So why uh, Larry is perfect for being here on Fridays. All right, we are going to uh, wrap up the show. I promised you that I would tell you, uh, you know, I didn't tell you. I promised you I would have a song of the day that would get stuck in your head. Now, a lot of you fast-forwarded from that, what was it, 4.30 mark or whatever it was, to here. And you're wondering what the song of the day is. Well, you're about to find out. In fact, you're going to find out right now. You can hear it, like, going on in the background. Yep. Shady's back, back again. It's been stuck in my head for two weeks. It's on that damn commercial. You know where Dan Marino 
Uh, and Emmett Smith and Randy Moss on retire. It's, it's it's driving me insane. In a good way, I guess, because I thank God I like the song. If I didn't like the song, it would really be driving me nuts. So anyway, that's how we're going out today. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it because you're going to hear it. Shady's back. Back again. <sighs> Just like Eminem and Dr. Dre are back again. I don't know how many rap songs I've closed out with, but why not? We've done everything else. We're having fun with it. We hope you have fun this weekend. Don't forget, on Monday, Fletcher Mackle will be with me on the air. We're going to do the live show on all of our bet.nola.com social media channels at 9.30 a.m. And then uh, next week's going to be a four-show week. We'll have Fletcher on Monday previewing Saints Panthers. That's all the show will be, previewing Saints Panthers. Probably only be on 30 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes total. Um, and then Tuesday, I will have my Darius Dime. Thursday will be Uncle Big Nick again. And then next Friday, Larry Holder. It's going to be a busy week as we preview next week yet another Saints playing in a home opener. Next week, they will be playing in a home opener for the third straight week as they go to Green Bay. That's right, Jordan Love and the Packers on the road again. They will open their season at Lambeau Field a week from Sunday, and we'll be talking about it. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Go outside and enjoy some lower humidity. And if you have nothing to do tonight, go subscribe to VSN and watch me, Shaw Rummel. It's the Regis Radiator Game of the Week. And my last question is, what would you do without me? Peace and love, my friends. Two cents is free, a nuisance, who sent? You sent for me? Now this looks like a